I'm your host, Linda Kamau, as usual. And today, you know, it's just a solo episode. It's just me today. You know, I figured we are at the halfway point of this first season of the podcast and we're a bit overdue for a solo episode. So that's why I'm here today, you know. And this week I thought it would be nice to talk about some of the wine basics, you know. What are the common terms? What are grape varieties? What does it even mean to, you know, to have a vintage wine versus a non-vintage wine? And even something as basic as how to open a bottle of wine because some of you might not know. You know, you're not born knowing how to use a corkscrew. So things that you learn. So that's the point of this episode. And I couldn't think of a more appropriate wine to drink than, you know, basic bitch Bordeaux. <laughs> no shade to Bordeaux, it's actually a very beautiful wine. And I do enjoy them, but I feel like this is like a starter wine. Like when you first start drinking wine and you don't really know about the different <laughs> different regions, different types of wine, and just assume all, all wine is from France and Bordeaux is from France, so that makes sense and that's what I'm drinking and that's probably like the first type of wine I ever had so but it was not this one this one's a different bottle uh yeah so this week's wine is a Bordeaux it's from France from the Bordeaux region in France and it's called Chateau it's called Chateau Robin Saint-Denis and yeah it's a 2017 bottle and that's about all that I know about it <laughs> and yeah I chose it just because it's a Bordeaux we're talking about basics this is a basic wine let's get into it so if you're at home and you're listening at a bar or you have a drink near you or you're on the train and you have some soda I don't know go ahead and oh actually I haven't even opened the bottle let me open the bottle first mm, it smells very nice Okay, so if you're listening at home and you have a drink, go ahead and raise your drink and let's toast to another episode. This is a really good wine. I'm not gonna lie. I'm impressed. I haven't had a Bordeaux in a very long time, but I'm fine. And I think I'm gonna start drinking them again because <laughs> because I stayed away from like French wine for quite some time, but now I'm like, why did I stay away from French wine? I think I like French wine. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, actually, before we get into the whole conversation of the basics, I have a quick little fact about this type of wine. So over 90% of Bordeaux wines are a blend between a Merlot and a Cabernet Sauvignon. And the other 10% are actually white wine varieties. So not all Bordeaux's are red. That's a fun fact. I didn't know this. This is something I discovered when I was making the notes for this episode. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, but this is a really good one. It's a bit dry. And you know and you know, I love dry wines. So this is right up my alley. Like, I'm very much enjoying this. So now let's get into the basics. So wine basics, number one. Welcome to my class. My name is Professor Linda Kamau. And... Number one, what is wine? What the fuck is wine? How is it made? What is this drink everyone is so obsessed with? What, like, what's the big deal? So wine, wine is an alcoholic beverage made with fermented juice 
from grapes. Technically, any fruit can make wine. You know, you can make some wines, like you can make a wine out of apples, you can make a wine out of plums, cranberries, whatever it is, that you, whatever fruit you want to use. But usually we see something that says wine, it's probably made with grapes. And this is like a traditional wine, then I don't know, man, it could have anything in there. And we actually talked about like some of the more traditional wines in a previous episode. Yeah, so go listen to that. The interesting thing about the grapes that are used for wine is that they're not the same grapes that you would casually eat in the house. These ones are slightly smaller and they have thicker skins. And I think that actually helps out with like, like getting the deeper color in the red wines. Yeah, so the difference between the kind of grapes that you eat casually and the grapes that are used for making wine is that the wine grapes are significantly smaller and they have thicker skins. So how is wine made? Well, it's a very complicated process to be honest, and I'm not going to dive too deep into it because, again, I'm not a professional, I'm just a fan. <laughs> a professional fan. Well, so wine grapes take an entire season to ripen. They're not ripe throughout the year, so only... So wine can only be produced once a year, which is why you'll see a lot of bottles have the year that they were produced on the outside, because that's very important information. As for the fermenting process, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you need to go to a vineyard to learn about that, because I really, I really can't help you out there. But that, that, that's not the basics. That's a bit more That's a bit more technical, and we don't need to get into it. You just need to know that it's a different set of grapes, and that those grapes take an entire season to ripen and so wine is only made once a year. So the next question that I typically hear or that most people would want to know is how much alcohol is in a glass of wine or in a bottle of wine? So a wine glass, no, so one, <laughs> so one bottle of wine usually has about five glasses worth, like five servings worth of wine and one serving is about five ounces or 150 ml. So how much alcohol is actually in the whole bottle? I think this bottle is 750 ml and this specific one is 13.5% and that's pretty high for wine. I think wine alcohol usually varies from 11 to 13%, 14% if it's on crack, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so this one happens to be 13.5, which is pretty high, but I'm not complaining, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so what are the different types of wine? You know, you hear Merlot, you hear Malbec, you hear Bordeaux, and it can get intimidating, I get it. It's a lot of information to swallow, especially if you're just starting to drink wine for the first time. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to help. So there are two main types that you need to understand. There are single varietal wines and wine blends. So a single varietal is typically made using one type of grape. For example, a Riesling is made using Riesling grapes. Now don't get me wrong, there are Riesling wines that have been blended with other things, but typically it will have just the one type. But a blend will have a variety. So like we mentioned earlier, this Bordeaux is 45% Merlot and 55% Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's a blend. And these blends are made, are mixed together after the fermentation process. So they don't mix them as grapes. They mix them once you got the juice. That's when you make the blend. 
But on top of that, of course, you've got your red wine, you've got your white wine, you've got your sparkling wine, you've got your fortified wines. There's a lot of wine, <laughs> but that's just the basics of it. And that's what's important to know, the single varietals and wine blends. Now, the next question is, how many varieties of grapes are there? Because I mentioned that the single varietals and wine blends. So how, how many types of grapes are there? Like, it doesn't sound like there would be that many types of grapes, but the reality is there are around 10,000 varieties. <laughs> yep, 10,000 varieties of grapes that can be used for wine. I don't even think there's a single human in the world that's tried every single variety. I think that would be nuts, and you would be... You'd actually have to like set up a whole budget to, to pull that off, but you know, it's always a safe bet to stick to the more popular varieties. So the Merlots, the, the Malbecs, the Cabernet Sauvignons, the Rieslings, the, all the more popular varieties you hear about the most probably taste better than some of the other 10,000 because you know, you're hearing about them more, they must be more popular for a reason. Yeah, see that thinking? That's That's how you think when you're drinking wine. Okay, so in a previous episode, I think it was episode two, I listed the four main characteristics that determine how much a wine can age. And if you don't know what those are, I suggest you pause right here and you go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'll tell you, I'll tell you again, but I'm not going to explain what they are in too much detail because I, I think you should go back and listen to the episode. So we talked about the, th the main characteristics that impact the taste of wine and those are the acidity, residual sugar, alcohol, and tannin. And if you want to know specifically what those four are, I suggest going back to episode two where I described them in a little bit more detail to Ruby. <laughs> so in the very last episode, BJ asked me what the fuck is dry wine? Why? <laughs> Why is wine called dry and other wines called sweet? What does that even mean? So a wine, and now I have the answer. At the time, I think I just bullshitted, but honestly, I wasn't wrong, you know? Dry really is the opposite of sweet. But if you want a more, more detailed answer, that's what this episode is for. So wine is considered dry when all the grape sugar is converted to alcohol during fermentation. So, for example, this one, this Merlot is pretty dry, I'm not going to lie, so it's very likely that there's very little residual sugar, which is one of those four main characteristics, which is why it's a probably, it's, it's probably like a semi-dry. I don't think it's like completely dry, but it's probably semi-dry. But a sweet wine still has that residual sugar, and so it has a sweeter aftertaste, or a mild sweetness to it if you want to call it that so that's the main difference between dry and sweet wine none is better than the other i mean personally i love dry wine i've said this before several times but there's lots of people who like sweet wine and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it's just a case of preference well now it's time to talk about some of the more practical basics when it comes to wine so number one how the fuck do you open a bottle of wine this is very important i think there's no shame in not knowing how to open a bottle of wine. I actually recently taught one of my friends how to do it because he didn't know and that's fine. He's not a big wine drinker so you're not born 
knowing how to open a, a bottle of wine or how to operate a corkscrew. And it is intuitive, but it, it can be tricky if you've never even tried to use one before. So how do you open one? Let me tell you, I mean, I wish I could show you visually. I'm sure there's tons of YouTube videos that show this exact thing, but I'm going to try and explain it anyways. So what you're going to do is take the bottle and cut the foil right under the, that bump. You know, there's like the little bump at the bottom. I think um, in terms of like the wine terms, it's called the lower lip of the bottle. So you're gonna take you're gonna take a knife or something sharp, maybe some scissors, and just cut round right there because you don't need that bit and it's just gonna make things problematic. Then you're going to insert the corkscrew right in the middle of the cork, like dead in the middle. Like try your best to get in the middle. And the reason you're doing this is because you don't want the cork to break apart when you try to pull it out because if it breaks apart, it's gonna be sediments and little pieces of cork inside your wine and that's gross. No one wants to drink pieces of cork, you know? It's gross. But yeah, then once you get the corkscrew inside, look inside a little bit, turn it six half turns and then you can slowly lever the cork out. Yeah, then boom, you have an open bottle of wine. It's that easy. It's not that hard. And if you do it well enough and the cork doesn't break, you can just go ahead and unscrew it out of the corkscrew and use that to close the bottle. Some of them have to stick twist tops which is easy but some of them like the sparkling ones have that big knob of a corkscrew <laughs> of a cork sorry not corkscrew have a big knob of a cork at the top and that's the one where you really have to kind of push it out. It doesn't have to pop like you see them do it in the movies. It doesn't have to like blow up and fizz everywhere. There's a way to do it that's more subtle. And it just involves you holding on to the cork when it's coming out because that thing will shoot because of the pressure. So just keep that in mind if you're opening a bottle of champagne or sparkling wine. Okay, so now that you have your bottle open, how much do you actually pour into a glass? Well, I mentioned earlier, one serving is approximately 150 ml or 5 ounces. But looking at it, you can't really determine how much 5 ounces is. I don't know, unless you're like a professional chemist and you deal with a lot of liquid measurements. It's not easy to gauge that with your eyes. So what I suggest and what I've seen other people say is that you pour up until the widest part of the glass. This is usually closer to the bottom. It is not the top. Don't let anyone lie to you. It's closer to the bottom. <laughs> It's closer to the bottom. So yeah, once you get to the widest part, that's usually five ounces and that's one serving. And actually I've tried it before. If you do that amount as your serving size, you actually end up getting around five glasses of wine out of that one bottle, sometimes even six. So it depends on the bottle. Some bottles are bigger than others. This one is 750 ml. I've seen ones that are one liter, so obviously there's more alcohol, there's more wine in there, so you'll get more. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, serving sizes really depend on how many people you're drinking with <laughs> and how much you're trying to drink that day. Also, another more practical basic is what kind of glasses are you using for what kind of wine? Now, there's so many, there's so many types of wine glasses, like I've seen the flutes, the regular ones, the short ones, <laughs> the narrow ones, the chalice-like ones, like there's so many types and 
it can be intimidating it intimidates me so much I use a regular wine glass but I do have a slightly thinner one that's almost like a flute and I assume that's for like sparkling wine or champagne but I'm not sure <laughs> I don't really use it I just use I just use whatever to be honest just use use whatever you want like whatever glass you have whatever glass you want to use like just fucking use it it's fine it's not that deep unless you are you know being served at a restaurant and or you're serving someone at a restaurant in which case you need to know which wine which glass for which type of wine but for the most part if you're just drinking at home with some friends it's not that big of a deal at all just use what you have use what you have use what you want it's not a big deal okay so another really common question is how do you know what wine is good when you're at the store shopping for wine so a lot of people like if you don't have if you have a preference obviously go look for the section that has your preference like if you know you like south african wine go ahead and look for the area because i think wine stores will generally store will separate their types of bottles based off of region because that's how people typically shop for wine so if you know you like wine from the southern hemisphere go ahead and look for those sections and browse around you never know trial and error will probably do you good in this case just because i think wine is very subjective like i might love this type of wine but like my best friend will find it disgusting and vice versa like that's very common and it's not that big of a deal it never hurt anybody so if you see a bottle and it looks nice or you see a brand and you're like oh i like the little art they have on the bottle just go ahead and try it like there's no loss by doing that but if you're trying to be more thorough and you care about the the tastes and maybe even you have an allergy you're trying to avoid i suggest doing some research online on popular sites like wine folly or vivino because they have a lot of detailed information about heaps and i mean heaps about like so many bottles of wine like i'm yet to google a wine on their sites and not find and not find it there basically like almost every single type of wine i've ever researched even for these episodes i've seen the bottle referenced there and like there's reviews and there's like little tasting notes and all the things that you might need to know ahead of ahead of time so yeah if you're trying to do something very specific and you're looking for a specific taste i suggest going on wine folly or vivino well yeah now we've talked about wine for quite some time <laughs> and I think it's about time we call it a wrap. Today's a bit of a shorter episode. Again, we're just going over the basics. I think I might even mark it as a bonus episode as opposed to a regular one, but we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, thank you all for listening. If you got this far and you have a favorite wine that you'd like me to try out on the episode on a different episode, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram or a message on anchor i think you can send a voice message that would be really interesting and i'd love to try whatever wine you guys like and of course don't forget to subscribe rate and share the podcast with some of the other wine lovers in your life it's very important and it helps the podcast grow so i would really appreciate that so yeah i would really appreciate that <laughs> for now I'm signing out and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!